Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Randy with you and joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, as he does on Tuesday mornings, is Missouri Sports Hall of Famer from the Cardinal Broadcast Crew, the one and only Mike Claiborne. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Everything's good. Hey, Mike, uh, you have such a great knowledge of and appreciation of St. Louis sports history, and there were a couple of things that I wanted to get your take on. Number one, it was this past Sunday that was the anniversary of the St. Louis Rams' first division championship as members of uh, the St. Louis community. That was a pretty cool day in Carolina, wasn't it? It it really was. you know, th- that season obviously was memorable, but the way they, they just handled their business and little did we know what was in front of us. But, uh, it, you know, that was that was one of those times where I think for people who look back, and I know you and I sat at a lot of those games, w- when they would do things that we've never seen before, I, you go from wild to just start laughing. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, this, this is happening every week. And it's happening to really good teams and, you know, it's something that we'll never see again. Well, Claves, I'm hoping that we see baseball again. Things are quiet right now on the baseball negotiation front. Do you think that baseball is going to come to a resolution before spring training is set to start? I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think a lot of fans want to see it. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, the fact that it's it's gotten to the point it seems petty to me and i know that it's a collective bargaining issue but it seems pretty petty to me that they go to shadows for players pictures at mlb.com and things like that yeah you know i i really you know i really can't get into that because mlb would like for us as employees not to comment on things that are going on with regard to this this labor issue so well, I've got an opinion. I'll probably hold on to it until this is over with. Good move. Smart yeah, move, Mike. I like that, Claves. That's a that's a veteran play right there. Well, Claves, once this is over and the Cardinals get the green light, if you're John Mozeliak, who's the first player or their representation that you would be picking up the phone to call? Boy, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, you, you want to address this left-handed bat situation for sure. Uh, that That's something I think you have to take a look at. And You know, you hear about this guy and that guy out there. And, and, you know, I think they're going to obviously look at some more pitching as well. But, I, you know, I, I think that it, it depends on how quickly this thing ends, I think. You know, if it ends quickly, then, you know, it'll be business as usual. But if it's not, it, it could be something like what we saw uh, a couple of years ago where a lot of guys signed right before spring training started. So uh, let's just see what happens. I, I'm confident that, you know, both sides will get in the room and get something done. But as far as the Cardinals are concerned, there's still a couple more pieces I'm sure they like to add. 
Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN. Let's switch to hockey because we were talking to Bernie Federico about it a few moments ago. It seems like Ryan O'Reilly is going to have to carry this team. You're missing arguably your number one defenseman. You lose your number one assist guy. It seems as if Braden Shen is still compromised. You still have Oscar Sundquist trying to round back into form. Pareko is struggling. The one guy it appears that you can count on is Ryan O'Reilly. And if ever there was a situation where a guy had to carry a team, this is it. And I'm confident that he can do it. Yeah, he's done it before. I mean, he's been one of the great leaders, one of the great captains in the history of the Blues. Uh, you know, when you look at him, he, he's he's your best player almost every night. And I, I don't know how often we, we could say that about guys who played for the Blues in the past. Uh, he's just been so consistent. And, you know, Randy, let's throw another name in there. Let's start with Vladimir Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're paying him like he's a primetime guy, so maybe it's time for him to step up. Uh, it, it can only help his value. I know he's indicated that he didn't want to be here, but the best way to get out of here is play better. And, you know, it's I know he didn't get as much ice time the last couple games out. Maybe there is a message there, but, you know, when it's all said and done, he's got to be better also. I mean, he, he's done it before. It's been a while since we've seen him get hot and carry a team. Uh, but if there was ever a time he has it in his skill set, it, it would be now. And, Claves, because of what you say, it's been a while since we've seen it. I'm wondering if physically he is capable of being that guy anymore. Certainly he shows flashes of it, but on a consistent basis, I, I wonder if Father Time has caught up to Vladimir Tarasenko. Well, you know, that's a good point you make. We, you know, uh, we, we, we don't take that into account as much as maybe we should because how many times have we seen athletes and all of a sudden they lose it, okay? You know, they're, they're moving merrily along. And all of a sudden they lose it and they never able to get it back. And, and maybe it's the fact that they, they don't know how, or maybe their body has just said, that's all we got. Uh, I, I think I'm going to hold out on him. I'm, the jury's still out on him. He's got some time to get it together. You know, he, he takes good care of himself. And I think if you're an athlete, he takes good care of yourself. Your body won't disappoint you. So this is just a matter of just bearing down and just having a little bit more fire and desire, I, I think, more than anything else. I think the other physical skills are still there. He's a strong skater. He handles a puck well. Uh, he gets his shot off, and, and I think that's the key. Uh, you know, he's got a good shot. I mean, he can, he's can. he got a good snapshot. He's got a good wrist shot. He can play the backhand as well. So, you know, he's got all those tools to work with. i just like to see him use them more. And by the way, next Monday, Vladdy turns 30. So this is a big time in his career. Yeah, it is. Uh, I remember when I turned 30, I thought it was a big time, and I'm still <laughs> chugging along. But for him, and, and, you know, I think, but here's the one thing I think we have to take into account. He's 30. His shoulder might be 35 and yeah. his body may, but he's also a rested guy. I mean, the wear and tear, he's had a chance to recover from a lot of those injuries. Uh, with the lack of playing that he's been able to maintain over the last three years. <clears throat> so I, I think you're right. He's in his prime, and I don't see why he won't be better. I, I really don't. I, I just think that he's got too many tools, and, you know, this is a time for him to really step up and, and be the player I think we all expect him to be. Clips, I want to circle back to baseball for a second and reintroduce a topic that Randy and I were talking about a little bit earlier in the show. So we were talking about the the wild free agent spending spree, and we took a look at some previous deals, some big money deals, and we decided whether these players had lived up to the contract so far or if we think they would live up to the deal. And we were going through a lot of these 10-plus year contracts, and Randy and I 
we hearken back to the Cardinals and how we don't necessarily think that the Cardinals will, moving forward, be getting into those 10-plus year contract deals. Do you think that that's something the Cardinals would ever consider, or do you think that they're better off not going for for those deals with longer years? No, I, I'm not a big fan of it, um, and I don't think they are either. You know, it, it's it's you know too many good players come along where you don't want to tie up that money. And if they're that good, you can always go back and, and extend them. Uh, I, I just think when you commit like that, it, it just really hamstrings you a lot. And I don't see, I haven't seen anybody who's really lived up to it. You know, we've had some guys that have gone five, seven, you know, years, and you, you know, the jury would be out on that. But I, I'm not a big advocate of it. I, I just don't see the plus for it. And, and I know we've got a lot of the guys now, a lot more guys now who have those sort of deals. And I guess we'll have to wait until year eight or nine to figure out if it actually works or not. But it just isn't something that the Cardinals have shown a pension to do. Uh, you know, we've seen them try and buy out, you know, arbitration years and try and get the, the jump on some guys. But, you know, to say we're going to be looking at each other 10 years from now and say, who, we, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Clabe's 17 or 18 years ago, Buck O'Neill was in town, and it was about this time of year. I think it was early December, and I, I was working at 5.50, and I thought I was going to spend a segment with him. He came into studio, and he spent the entire evening with me. He spent an, a whole hour with me, and I don't know that I've ever been as interested in a conversation as, and as enchanted by somebody as I was by Buck O'Neill and the stories he told and the eloquence with which he told them and the, the 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 calmness with which he has lived his life and such a nice gentleman. And I was so happy the other night when I heard that he had made it into the Hall of Fame. Did you get to spend, to spend much time with Buck O'Neill? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, we probably crossed paths maybe a half dozen times. And and I'm like you, uh, Randy, anytime you had the honor to sit and talk with him, it was his show, and you would just sit there and marvel at his memory and his personality and his charm. And, and just I always felt he was one of the great ambassadors of life, not just baseball. And, and to see him go in finally, you know, this this is something that should have happened 10 years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and they messed up. The Hall of Fame messed up. Period. And and he's not here. His wife's not here. Uh, distant family members are still around. But you know, he came from a small family, so uh, they won't be able to enjoy. But I know people with the Negro League Museum and Bob Hendrick and people of that nature who who really knew Buck uh, better than us. Uh, I, I know it's a real good spot in their hearts. I talked to Bob for a little bit yesterday and. He he's just beside himself, and, and Bob is the executive director of the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. And I always tell people, if you have not been there, you know, put it on your list to do. Uh, it is one of the great places in our country that really gives us a feel of how baseball was, and and all the inventions that came from the Negro Leagues, like night baseball. You know, night baseball—they were doing it five years before it happened to the major league. Mm-hmm. They created catch it, catching equipment. There's so many things that you'll learn about, but I know for for Buck, man, he he was just a treasure, man, just an incredible person. And, you know, how, he, what did he sign? Three Hall of Famers: Lou Brock, uh, Fergie Jenkins, and, and Ferguson Jenkins. I mean, you know, that's a pretty good group. And you know, he did everything in the game. I mean, he's just a fascinating guy. And you know, we don't have anybody like him anymore in the game. You know. Tommy Lasorda was kind of that guy, but Buck O'Neill was a guy that could sit and just tell story after story after story. And, 
he was always impeccably dressed, and he had that nice, smooth sense about him. Uh, just, just a wonderful person, and I couldn't think of a person who was more deserving. There, there's some other guys who who should have went in, and I really hope Richie Allen and and Kenny Boyer get in there here in the very near future. I'm with you 100 percent there. People need to subscribe to Claves Online on YouTube. By the way, Joe Roderick yesterday wearing a Merry Claves Christmas T-shirt. Are are those uh, readily available, or is that just a uh, an exclusive no, Joe Roderick thing? No, well, Joe came up with this, and he's in charge of the merchandise. So uh, I will find out today how we're going to market those. We'll find a charity to make a donation to. Um, you know, if anybody wants, I don't know why anybody would want my mug on T-shirt, <laughs> but anyway, they're, they're, it's available. Let's just put it that way. All right. What else do we have coming up on the site? Claims online this week. Well, I'm I'm really excited about our visit with Gary Pinkle. Uh, Howard Richards and I, and huddled up with Howard, had a chance to visit with Coach Pinkle, um, and he just had so much to say about so many things, starting with Jack Lambert, uh, his his old roommate from college, and uh, Nick Saban, who he, who he was with at, at Kent State as well. And we just talked about a number of things. Uh, that great run he had at Mizzou, especially that that one of my most memorable games, two most memorable games for me from Missouri, the coming out party for Brad Smith against Illinois. And that last time Missouri beat Kansas in Kansas city and then the bearing that game had on, on the future of the program. So, uh, but there are a lot of fun things we had a chance to talk about. So I would strongly urge anybody who's a, a Mizzou fan to, to, to tune in or a football fan, because Gary Pinkle was one of those guys who really understood people and the things he did with and for his players that he still stays in touch with, and he stays in touch with a lot of them, uh, just says what a maker of people he is. Claves, here's what I think of Gary Pinkle. I think, especially based on what happened with Nick Saban at Michigan State, I think if Gary Pinkle goes to Alabama, he does what Saban has done, and if Saban goes to Mizzou, he does what Pinkle did. That's an interesting, you know, that's an interesting observation. Uh, Yeah, I guess, you know what, it's all about the players and, and who you can get. Uh, and they're both they're they're cut out of the same cloth. They they really are. That's a great point you make. Um, man, I didn't think of it like that, Randy. Would you? Once again, you're onto something. Yeah, they, they both have maxed out programs. And Gary maxed out Toledo. He maxed out Mizzou. And I, I'm convinced that wherever he would have gone, he would have maxed out the program. Like Saban has done pretty much wherever he's gone too. Yeah, no, you're right. And and you know, I I think the thing with Saban. The length he's been there, because, you know, 10 years now in college sports is, is an eternity. And when you can stay longer than that and, and continue to have the success, and, and don't think he doesn't put the work in. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's, I think it's harder now to win than it's ever been because there's so many programs that are competing. Uh, athletes don't worry about being on TV anymore because they're always going to be on TV. Remember how there was a time where – you know, they were recruits. Hey, you'll be on TV like six right. or seven times a week, <laughs> a year. You know, now you're on TV all the time. And it's just so many other things that come with it. Uh, it's a real challenge to, to motivate kids. And now being able to keep a kid because, you know, oh, you didn't like the way I was playing this year. Well, I'm going in the, into the transfer portal. You can worry about somebody else, you know. And it just all those things that go into it. It's a challenging time, and, you know, watching that guy, Nick Saban, work is just fascinating. Klaibs, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. All right, gang. You guys have a great week.